What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your attention for these 30 minutes while we talk to educators from all over the country. I just got to tell you, I am so loving all these conversations. We are creeping up on episode 100, which is super exciting. Hey, something else I want to talk to you about just for a minute. This is the time of year, October, November, December, when I am just booking tons and tons of speaking for next year for 2022. So August, tons of dates have been booked. So if you are looking for that kickoff, keynote half day, keynote professional development for August, hit me up directly, go to my website, mradamwelcome.com, or just email me directly, honestly, adamwelcome at gmail.com. I know I've worked with so many schools and they're just really kind of getting creative with their PD and their funding. I pride myself on tailoring really what each school and what district needs for their professional development. If it's like straight inspiration, motivation, if you want me to come back a few times and do some coaching days, I've been doing a ton of that. Uh, schools and districts that still have some ESSER funds left over, I've been doing that. But always, always actionable takeaways that teachers or principals can take with them and use, implement in a small, medium, or bigger way the next day or next week. I'm a big fan of thinking big and acting small because I think so often we get all these ideas and they're so complicated and complex and they just don't get done because most things never get done because they just don't get started. So if you are interested, hit me up at gmail.com or mradamwelcome.com. I would love to come and work with your school, your district, your county, your educational service unit your ed tech conference. I'm going to be in Atlanta, Georgia, the first week of November at the big GAETC tech conference. Super, super excited about that. So hit me up. Today on the show, I got someone that I know people are going to be hearing a lot more from in the future. Bryce Powers on Twitter. It's Mr. Super Powers. You have to connect with Bryce. I loved this conversation. We had so much fun. We kept it real. I mean, just like an awesome guy down in Houston, Texas, the Al Dean ISD school district, uh, middle school instructional specialist, coach. He's got his master's in education, admin. I think this guy's on the path to becoming a principal. He's all into poetry slamming and the spoken word. And I even get him to give us a little impromptu poetry slam, which was just so absolutely beautiful. I've actually went back and listened to that quite a few times. So I hope you enjoy the show. Bryce Powers, follow Bryce on Twitter, Mr. Superpowers underscore. Shoot Bryce a message, share the podcast. If you're feeling inclined, leave a rating, write a review, share this with other instructional coaches or teachers or principals or your superintendent. And I hope you enjoy our conversation. Thank you for listening and thanks for all you do. Bryce Powers, welcome to the podcast, my man. Hello, hello, hello. Super excited to have you on. So um, the context of this episode, I'm so glad that we're connecting. I just finished up a three-week uh, sub-principal job at a school in my area, 
And uh, I was thinking about instructional coaches and this podcast, the school district. I really try to talk to like all different people. And I was thinking, I want to interview an instructional coach. So I sent out like a super basic tweet. Hey, anybody have a recommendation? You recommended yourself, which I loved. And then like five other people were like, you got to talk to Mr. Superpowers underscore. That's your Twitter. If you're not following Bryce multitask, if you're driving, wait till you stop, go to Twitter, follow Bryce at Mr. Superpowers underscore at the end. And I got like 350 responses. So obviously I can't interview everybody. We started DMing. I'm like, man, let's talk. I was looking at your Twitter, all the different things that you got going on. So I'm just super excited to uh, obviously get to know you better and also talk about being an instructional coach. But for the people out there that don't know who you are, man, tell us who you are. Tell us where you live, what you do. Just kind of give us the background. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, thank you for having me again. Um, he said uh, one thing you said was uh, many people don't have the, uh, the mojo to um, to promote themselves. But, you know, why not? If we know that we're um, good at what we're doing, um, why not put ourselves out there? We're our best advocates for ourselves. So <laughs> uh, but anyways, my name is Bryce Powers. Um, I'm from Houston, Texas, born and raised. Um, this is my actually my first year um, as an instructional coach. Um, um, I, I don't say I got tired of the classroom, but I was ready to, to grow in the profession. Um, I've been teaching for um, about five or six years. You know, after year three, you kind of lose count. Um, uh, and I'm in the Aldine Independent School District. So again, um, Bryce Powers, uh, Mr. Superpowers underscore. And this is my first year as an instructional coach coming out of, I guess, what we're still in a pandemic technically, right? Can we say that? We are still, people think that we're not, but I, we are still in a pandemic. Yeah, I so, <laughs> so coming into, it's, if, you're, if, you're, if you're a teacher teaching during a pandemic or you're a first year teacher teaching during a pandemic, imagine being an instructional coach or a mm -hmm. principal or anybody doing that for the first year during a pandemic. So it's a very interesting um position to be in but can, i'm enjoying every moment of it i can imagine in aldine isd so your school district has a really awesome podcast your chief of staff i can't think of her name off the top yes yes shalaya reed oh i actually want to get her on the podcast i mean just like a top notch podcast a good friend of mine gerald shadow is a principal in uh in aldine and that man is just an amazing human being has been on a journey a journey of just losing weight. I mean, just taking his life back and running. And he, I've had him on the podcast. He is just an amazing guy. Um, I know we were you know, briefly messaging that like, hey, I know, I know Gerald and Al Dean. But I want to know, man, what is one of the biggest differences from now leaving the classroom? You're still a teacher, Bryce. Mm -hmm. You just have different students. Um, you know, you have different people that you work with. It's all how you look at it. What's one of the biggest differences just to kind of kick off this conversation from now you're coaching teachers and you're <laughs> gathering resources maybe, and you're looking at curriculum in a different way. And you're, you're kind of seeing behind the curtain maybe of classrooms that you didn't see before, because as a teacher, you know what you do. And we always hear how other people are, but until mm -hmm. you can actually get in their classroom, observe people, work with them, you know, like the pre-conference, the post, the debrief, building those relationships, there's a lot to being an instructional coach. Just where are you at right now with all of that? So um, that's a very loaded question uh, because um, just like, like I said, uh, I was a teacher last year. So um, 
just a little backstory. Aldine just adapted um, adopted a new curriculum. So we adopted a new curriculum. So I had experience. I, I got the experience to actually dive into the curriculum last year and understand the ins and outs of it. So I get the opportunity to take the knowledge that I gained from it last year um, to, to my teachers this year. Um, the Where I'm at, um, with that, uh, just like you said, um, I have that. Uh, ex- I have the opportunity to to see what other teachers are doing and how they're tweaking the curriculum and how they're teaching their students um, that best fits them. And since our curriculum is scripted, it's kind of hard to kind of deviate from that. But um, you know, just kind of uh, focusing in and, and helping the teachers realize uh, their potential. Um, one thing that I love about uh, the teachers that I work with, all of them are extraordinary all of them are top tier all of them are in my opinion like I wouldn't have picked a better team to work with for my first year as an instructional coach because all of them not just being top tier all of them are coachable and um, that helps me be able to uh, to show them ways that they can tweak and they're and they're acceptable to that you know so um, like I said, that's a very loaded question, but um, as, of where, <laughs> as of where I am, like I could talk for days about the things that, that uh, we talk about in regards to the curriculum um, and how to spice now, it up Are you just in the students. high school? Aren't you just 9-12 or do you work with K-12 teachers? Um, I'm, so middle school here is sixth through eighth grade, sixth okay. through eighth grade. Okay. So, so I have that, uh, I guess that weird transitional stage with the kids. Got it. <laughs> now, I, before the show, we were talking, you said you're an aspiring administrator. I'm guessing, you know, assistant principal, principal. Mm-hmm. And I know for that, you have to go back to school and get a licensure, a certification. It's all, you know, in California, it's called a, an admin credential. It's basically the same thing all over the country. We just call it different things. But like instructional coaches, it's kind of like we pluck the the best of the best or the people that are like you know have the most in, in innovation and the energy and then we make them instructional coaches and maybe maybe we give them a book to read here read this book on how to be an instructional coach but in my experience and having had instructional coaches we called them something a little bit different when I was a director we don't they don't have any training per se it's kind of on the job training with the other instructional coaches or maybe a coordinator or an assistant superintendent, just depending on how big your school district is and in the model, what training um, did you receive? Um, what kind of mentorship are you getting right now? Because it's October and you're only a few months into this new position without having mm-hmm. to, you know, and I, I would say even thankfully, thankfully that you don't have to go back to school and spend yeah. another 10, $15,000 to just become an instructional coach. Right. Um, what kind of training or preparation or mentorship are you getting right now? Or would you recommend to other school districts or like, Hey, as you're grooming classroom teachers to become instructional coaches, maybe do these things. Was there like a pipeline in Aldina? I'm just really curious about that. So um, that's a twofold question. So I believe my training started the first day I stepped in the classroom. Um, and also the mentor that I had, uh, Ms. Jacqueline Kiner at Stovall uh, Middle School, the school that I was at for a couple of years, she really took me under her wing and gave me the opportunity to lead um, our CBPLs or our PLCs back then, the CBPL, Curriculum-Based uh, Professional Learning. And she gave me the opportunity to, uh, to hone my craft in, in leadership in that regard. So, of course, coming in, um, the new kid or the young uh, teacher on the block and getting the opportunity to work and influence older teachers. Um, I was one of the first teachers uh, at Stovall or my old campus 
to, uh, you know, incorporate technology into my lessons and, and showing them innovative ways to use what Flipgrid or um, things of that nature in their lessons. So where my training started, I say, like I said, in the classroom, um, mm. thinking outside the box. Um, as in my first year, um, we have in Aldean, uh there, we have uh, CVPLs, which is like I said, our, like our PLCs, um, every Friday, where we're able to bounce ideas off other instructional coaches who may have been at it longer. And also we can work with our program directors so they can help kind of um, walk us through what we need to do. If there's questions, in addition to that, um, each campus has a district literacy coach. So uh, the literacy coaches are on nine week rotation. So if I have a question or if I'm confused about something, if I need assistance with something, I have a coach literally that sits across from me um, every day that can help guide me uh, through this process. Um, so that's pretty much, uh, yeah, no, that's pretty I, much I, it. So, I you know it. what I'm saying? So, no, I get it. And I was, and I, and I think I was actually, uh, so I was a, a coach, uh, we call them teachers on special assignment here mm-hmm. in California for, um, for about half a year before I transitioned to being an assistant principal. And I felt like the number one most important thing was just know how to like build relationships with people. Because yeah. even if you don't understand, like if I've taught third grade and I'm working with a kindergarten teacher, I, you know, I can help you with the research. I can help you with implementation. Um, you can learn those things, but if you don't understand people and you don't know how yeah. to build relationships with people and yes. people that don't even want you in their classroom, because that happens, Bryce, right? There's some teachers that are like, oh, yes. here comes the yes. instructional coach. Oh yes. my God, I'm going to my door. And that's one thing I, I, I conveyed to my teachers. Like the first thing, like I said, I'm, I'm new to this campus or um, I'm new to this campus. I'm new to the position. I wanted uh, the teachers that I work with to know that, you know, of course, I'm not the bad guy. You know, I want to know how you're doing. <laughs> Every, every time, every day that I come into our planning session or every day that I come to the class, I'm asking how you're doing because you, you, they're on ground zero, you know, like we said, we're in a pandemic, you know, mm-hmm. we have to worry about kids putting their mask on and all like, how are you doing? Like, how are you before we dive into the curriculum before we dive into the work? How was your day? Because if you're not having a good day, we, we're not able to to move and able to to get the things we need done. Mm-hmm. Um you know, so that's that's my main focus. Like I, I'm a I'm a very people oriented person. I want to if you're out sick, like I want to I want to know if you're okay. Like mm. I want to know if you're good. I want to make sure that you know nothing's ha- is your family okay? Are you mm. all right? Because you know, like work is work, but I want to know how you are as a person. Well, that's what matters most, right? Yeah. I mean, because you can't do the work until you, until you get to like, until you do the work with the person, one of the, so one of the hardest things I think for an instructional coach, and I want your opinion on this is that kind of in between where you're not an administrator. um, At least I've never seen an instructional coach as like an admin classification where they don't do um, evaluations. So you want to keep that really good relationship with your teachers and build those relationships. And I'm guessing have that confidentiality, have the confidence to talk and I'm struggling with this. But I'm guessing too that you do work with your principal and your leadership team and keeping those two worlds separate while they obviously are trying to converge at some point because you're all on the same team. So what is that like? And what tips would you have 
for other instructional coaches. Cause I've heard that from a lot of people, God, yeah. the principal's asking me, they want to know information on Mr. Jones or whoever. And we're like, well, Hey, like I have, a, it's kind of like that client attorney privilege. Like, you know, your mm-hmm. attorney can't tell anybody because if they do, then they broke that privilege with their clients. What has that been like? And do you have any, any tips for other instructional coaches on how to how to, how to kind of make that dance, you know, cause it, it's kind of, it's a, it's an interesting position that instructional coaches are, are in. Um, that's a very good question. I, and I guess the, the answer to that is just be honest, you know, like, and, and we just talked about relationships. Um, if you don't have a good relationship with your team, they're always going to think that you're, you know, when the principal comes that you're, uh, I don't want to say like tattletelling but, or, or anything, you know, you got to have a good relationship with your team. You have, you, that's, that's number one. If, if we, if we can't communicate, if we can't build that relationship, if we're not out at top golf on the week, and just, just having that connection. He said top golf. <laughs> yeah, if you're not having that connection with your team to let them know that at the end of the day, I'm your coach. If you have questions or concerns, like you can ask me and it's confidential. Like you need to let that be known. And of course, that, that, that comes with trust. They have to trust you. They have to trust you. If, if a coach, I, and I think we, we, we always glaze over that coach part of instructional coach. Mm. You know, um, yes, I'm helping you with instruction, but just like in a football team or a basketball team or, or a baseball, I think they have managers. I'm coaching you to show you what you need to do to make you better. And when you're better, we're able to reach our students better. You know, I think the, the tweet I have pinned on my Twitter is, um, I don't even know what it says, but it's something that's it's all about the kids. Like at the end of the day, the stuff that I'm doing is helping you be able to convey that information to the students better. So that way they can be successful in what they, whatever they're doing. If those kids leave our campus worse than they came on our campus, we're not successful. We want them to leave better then they came here. Mm. If that takes a month, if that takes a year, if that takes three years, if the, however long, the kids need to leave better than they came here. If they didn't, we, we didn't do our job. And that's just not academically, but emotionally, uh, socially, they need to leave better than they came. And that's that's what we need to do. That's that's my goal. And I know I kind of went on a tangent. No, I like the I feel like I feel like that's the I feel like that's the root of everything. We need to make yeah. sure that we're putting the students out into the world better and more equipped than they came. Yeah. Well, the tweet is, cause I've actually read this many times on your Twitter, never tell a student what they can't do. Always yes. inspire greatness. And you know, there's a chapter in kids deserve it. My first book um, where, you know, we talk about who are we to tell kids what they can and can't do or how high they can and can't go. I mean, and you don't know whoever the child is, whatever classification they are. I mean, who are we until you try? And you have nothing, you have nothing to lose if you, with trying, just try. So I'm going to go on a little bit of a tangent. Um, So looking at your social media, and actually I read an article today, this is very fortuitous. Um, Ashley Jones, I don't know if you know who this is. Ashley Jones is the poet laureate for Alabama, for the entire state of Alabama. And you are into poetry slamming. Um, she, you, you got to check her out. She's like 31. She's the first female, I think actually black female in Alabama's history to be the poet laureate. And I think it's like a six year term. It's, it's really awesome. There's a great article in the New York Times today um, about Ashley Jones. Really, really recommend it. I'll link it in the show notes. Um, 
but I, I've I've heard about poetry slams over the years. It's actually been a little bit, a little little while. But I, you got some videos on your social. So Bryce, where did poetry slamming come from? Um, I know this is a tangent from instructional coaching, but I don't care because I'm fascinated by it. So, dude, where did it come from? What do you do with it with students? Um, the videos you posted, obviously the kids, they, 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 you know, they're, they're, they're digging on it because you can tell mm -hmm. just their, their body language. They love it. So tell us what it's all about. Um, poetry slam is, um, I'm not sure if my history is correct, but in my, in my mind, uh, the root of hip hop, uh, it's the root of hip hop. If we listen to any rap music, uh, any, any lyrics, that's what poetry is, mm -hmm. right? So um, I think one of the videos that really uh, got me hooked on poetry slamming, um, I think it was Kanye West. Um, uh, I can't think of it. It's whatever the off, um, whatever song "All Falls Down" came from. But Kanye West, he did a poetry slam on Deaf Poetry uh, on Deaf Poetry Jam a couple of years ago. And after I saw Kanye um, doing this poem, I was like, wait that's his song that he did. And then I went back and I started studying Kanye's lyrics. Now I went back and I started looking at different poets and I started looking at Sarah Kay, which is one of my favorites to teach from. Um, I started looking at um, a lot of uh, Jason Reynolds and, and a lot of his works mm -hmm. and seeing how, how they, how they use their words to, to get their story across. So um, one year uh, before we switched our curriculum, when I was in the classroom, our poetry unit came up. And I had the idea to hold a poetry contest uh, on our campus and, and the kids loved it. I think I still have the poem somewhere in my archives at, at the house, but um, the kids loved it. So every year after I saw how much the kids loved it and how much I saw um, that they were connecting to it, like I had to, I had to do, uh, to dive into it. And of course, like I write music a little bit on the side because I sing and everything and um of course, like I said, all, everything deals with how words come together. And I just love seeing words uh, dance across the page or dance um, in the sky as people uh, spit their rhymes. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Um, the students love it. Uh, the students really love that. I actually had a poet um, last week, uh, Robert Harper, come out um, to the Poetry Slam that we had on our campus. Um, and the kids, and it was crazy. I had the the real poet go first which was probably a bad idea but I love bad ideas right <laughs> but but I had but I had the real poet go first and he he did his thing and the kids were I'm ready to say mine now and the kids were re ready and eager to share their work and there were some awesome awesome poems that they had awesome poems and also one thing that I have that's happening um to kind of like feed into the idea of using hip-hop and using music and poetry um, to drive instruction. Of course, we have our structured, uh, our structured curriculum, but I have an after-school program coming up soon um, through a, a nonprofit called Legends Do Live. The the it's called Reading with a Rapper. You can look. They just had an article uh, recently released on them. I think it's on my Twitter feed. I think I retweeted it. But um, Reading with a Rapper and what Reading with a Rapper does, they use um, music lyrics to help teach reading and writing. So those kids who may not be uh, grabbing the understanding of our uh, wit and wisdom curriculum or may not be able to attach to the books or may not be able to understand figurative language uh, to that to that extent they're able to see music 
you know, that they listen to and they're able to dissect those songs and able to write music and able to write stories mm-hmm. um, by dissecting uh, the music that, you know, they listen to. And, and also at the end of the program, the kids are surprised with uh, the rapper that they've been studying. So they spend a month or two studying this person's lyrics and writing and, and honing their craft in writing and reading. And then at the end of it, they get to meet this person who they've been studying. So um, I'm really excited for that because we're starting. We haven't. Uh, we're starting that next week. So I'm well, excited. I mean, for that. Talk about just taking so many different areas of the curriculum and things they're learning, and then just putting it into one thing. They're not learning about things in isolation. I mean, you can call it project-based learning, discovery, mm-hmm. research. There's so many different aspects there. I mean, I'm gonna ask the question. I think everybody that's listening wants to know, dude. Can you slam for us right now? I mean, what do you got? Let's hear it. You're on the podcast, man. Man, man, let me pull something up. It's wait, not wait, your Twitter is Mr. Superpowers. So when you got <laughs> that, Bryce, you gotta you gotta come when people ask, man, you gotta deliver. All right, this is something I wrote um a few years ago. All right, here let we go. Find here we go. Let me find it. Let me find it. Podcast instructional coach. Put me on the spot. Bryce Powers, right. Houston, Texas, Aldine ISD. It's coming at Goodness you. That's the that's the intro right there. <laughs> look, He's, look, I'm pulling. I'm Bryce pulling has a better right. beard than me. All right, everybody, here we go. Here we go. All right, well, here it is. Um, this is untitled. Um, this was a Black History poem that I uh, that I wrote a little bit of, a, a little bit ago. It's gonna be. I'm a little rusty, America. So. Over the past few years in America, it's been some crazy weather. So I decided to sit down and pen this letter. I penned this letter to my great grandfather who was born a slave. To the day he told that man that he wasn't gonna stay. Yes, indeed, this is for the moment that he realized that he didn't want that other man's name. So he chose something powerful, something that will remain. And even though progress was being made somehow, somewhere, they tried to keep us as slaves, not as slaves, to their labor or slave to their jewels, but they blocked our education and neglected us in school. Broken desk and torn books was hard to ignore, but we strived for greatness because we knew we wanted more. Once again, broken desk and torn books was hard to ignore because we strive for greatness because we knew we wanted more. That's a little taste. That's a little taste. That's a little taste. Man, I, I, I can tell. No, Bryce, I mean, thank you for sharing. Thank you for writing and thank you for sharing. And I can tell where that Twitter handle comes from, Superpowers. And, I, you know, you talk about the connection with hip-hop and rap. And I, I grew up on that music, hip-hop and rap. And, you know, you add some beats and you add a little, a little flow and, you, you know, you see where it comes from. And that's the writing process, you know? And Absolutely. if that's just the gateway for kids to write more and think more and talk more and express more, uh, a good friend of mine, um, CJ Reynolds, is a, is a teacher in Philadelphia. And he actually teaches a class on the history of hip-hop um, and the writing components and, and all those things. So um, I'm going to say it right here. You need your own podcast and it needs to be like the Bryce power, Superpower poetry slam podcast. We're going to talk more <laughs> offline because, um, man, that was, that was beautiful. Thank you for sharing Bryce. Part of this podcast is to amplify the voices of my guests. So, man, I'm just going to pass the microphone over to you again. What would you like to say to all the educators and teachers and school leaders and superintendents and people that listen to this podcast? Close us out, man. Man, uh, just keep on pushing. Just keep on pushing. I know that um, this is a weird time to to be in education, 
I know that this is a weird time to continue to to work with kids. Just keep pushing. Remember why. Remember your why. Um, my why is to to make sure that students and teachers get the things that they need. Just like I said, never tell a student what they can't do. Never do that because that can break so many students down. I had a teacher actually tell me that I think I was in tenth grade in high school. Um, told me that I wasn't going to graduate like to my face, told me, told my parents that college wasn't for me. And look at me now, I, I have two degrees. Um, I am uh, an aspiring assistant principal. Um, uh, I, hopefully not, I will be a principal uh, one day. You know, I'm speaking these things into existence. So you, you, we have to continue to pour into our students everything that we want them to be and everything who we need them to be because they want it. They just need somebody to show them how to get there. Um, uh, you know, we don't use maps anymore. It's more like a GPS now, just <laughs> iPhone it. <laughs> uh, but, 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 you know, we need to show them how to get there. You know, we're, we're the people that's going to show them how to put that address in. Um, the road may not be easy. Um, in, in Houston, uh, traffic is bad around my house. So you may run into some traffic somewhere, but at the end of the day, we need to make sure that we're, like I said, um, letting our kids, uh, sending our kids home or sending our kids out into the world better than they came to us. So hundred percent, hundred percent. Hey, follow Bryce on, on Twitter. It's Mr. Superpowers underscore on Instagram. It's Mr. Superpowers class. So a little bit different uh, content on both ends. Bryce, thanks for all that you do. Uh, I'm so glad I put that tweet out there looking for instructional coaches. Cause then you meet amazing people and we're able to have a conversation that other people can listen to. What an amazing time in the world that we live in where two people in different states across the country can talk and collaborate and learn from each other and then share that conversation with so many people all over the world so they can learn and grow together and be better for kids. Everybody listening, thanks for all you do and I hope that you have an absolutely amazing day. Thank you.